this episode of the AIE Podcast. We need your nominations. Summer of Love is on the way. Yay! Psst, hey, you, want a Cantina speeder code? Happy third birthday to the secret world. Help Final Fantasy XIV make the workshop console panel. All that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Good evening, morning, or afternoon, depending on where you're listening. And welcome to episode 237 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Acta S gaming community. The die has been podcast. This is Makala, and to my left is Tetsemi. I'm still in the jungle, deep <laughs> in the jungle. Help! All right, and while we send out a perch party for him, over to my right is the absolutely lovely Aludra. Hey, AIE, I think you're awesome. This week, we have our wonderful special guests, Hoots and Lanktheris, who are here to talk to us about AIE and Eve. Welcome, guys. I oh. swear. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just speak right up. You don't get to talk all the time, Lank. I get to talk sometimes. <laughs> hello, hello, podcast Landia. Hi. <laughs> I'm Lank Harris. I like <laughs> slow romantic walks on the beach and eating strawberries to like poop. Now. He likes to take it down just, just a little bit. Right. Real calm, real soothing. However, because we have Lang on the show, I need the chat room to start taking bets on exactly how long he's going to go. So, because we can't have a short show with Lang Theris on. Anyways. So, guys, how's everyone's week been going? I'm going to start with the man that's going to take up most of our time, Lang. How you been doing, Lang? I have been doing fairly well. Um, okay, having... and that's all we have time for. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Ten seconds, people. Ten seconds. <laughs> but in the in the sake of brevity, I will be quiet now. No, really. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> what have you been playing besides uh, Eve? Well, besides Eve, actually, I've been spending a lot of time in Heroes of the Storm. Ooh. And uh, I got I've been playing with Kerrigan, one of my favorite characters, Kerrigan, particularly like the um, the the suck the succubus one. The succubus. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, you so, guys are underestimating the amount he's playing in Heroes of the Storm. I saw him logged in there for two days browsing a menu. Yeah. <laughs> I was metagaming. No, actually, no, no. I got a new machine and I left it on. So everyone thinking, "What are you up to? You've been on for two hours, two days straight." It's like, no, no, I just left the computer on. Really, that's just, I no, I'm not playing forty-eight hours straight because <laughs> what? And my wife would kill me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that and you know, to, tootling around and, and Eve and just kind of 
well, not really much gaming. Uh, I, as many of you have known, I started up grad school not that long ago, so I've been spending every and all waking moment writing and like reporting on people and talking about them in excessive detail, all in written format. So yes, I might be real writing about you. You may not even know it. Oh, great. Great. So why Lang is spying on us, too, is what have you been doing in and out of game? Oh, okay, so I, I too. Um, actually, you know what? I did very briefly uh, buy and pick up this little game called Ark, which is apparently all the rage. It's like um, whatever that Rust game is, uh, except with dinosaurs. Um, so oh. it's like a survival game, except you can tame and do things with dinosaurs and, and that sort of stuff. But there was another gem that I found a couple of weeks ago, and I thought I sent it to our very own Lank Theris as a, as a gift. I don't know if you've opened up Steam recently. I have. There I is have. a game. You should check your gifts, and you should check this game called Space Corn. It is, it is a text adventure game. It was worth every single 87 cents that I spent on it. If you're under the age of 18, you are not allowed to play it. No, you, no, oh you don't understand. You don't understand. Besides that, he also went ahead and got me as a joke one time, Hotline Miami. Thank you, Hoots. Okay, no, Hotline <laughs> Miami is a fantastic game. It's Hotline Miami is incredible. Um, it is also uh, gratuitously and terrible violent, but that soundtrack is so amazing. It's so good. It's like zen when you're completing a stage, except it's essentially a murder simulator. So it's it's a really terrible <laughs> game, but it's it's really fantastic. Um. That's that. That's about it. Just just uh, space corn and my brief adventure with Ark, and then attempting to corral the herds of cats in Eve. So what you're telling us, it's much like if Link sends you a link, if Hoot sends you a game in Steam, just don't open it. Got it. Good warning. Yeah. You know yeah. what? And that's why I thought Lake would appreciate the, uh, I do. the game uh, that I sent him. Yeah, who sends out games like I give, send out like disturbing YouTube links? So right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Also, another right. game, Frog <laughs> Fractions, the best game oh, ever made. Oh, don't, don't do it. Don't. It breaks your brain. It's like it, it breaks like the fifth like wall of dimensions. Just don't. Oh. No, really, play the game because it's like it's it's so good. When you get to Bug Mars, it's really great. <laughs> nice. I have concerns about this show now. So, Alodra, what have you been doing in or out of game? Well, in game, I've been playing a lot of fa- Final Fantasy. I love mm-hmm. the new expansion. It's been so so great. Just running around. Seeing all the new dragon people, the music, so it's just so great. I'm sure you guys all heard about this, so I'm not even going to mm-hmm. recap okay. all that. And uh, then, um, let me see, uh, out of game, it's just summertime here, you know? It's really warm. Got the kids, birthdays, that sort of thing. So Yay. I've been having a, a pretty good time uh, out of it all. What about you? Me? You or Tetsemi? Let's go with that. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to deflect. That's what I do well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I have been most of the time in WoW lately, uh, 
some uptick in activity as we get people in for the expansion. Um, or not the expansion, good lord, patch. My brain's patch. stuck on, sorry, my brain was stuck on Heaven's Ward for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, Such a great game. Uh. Yeah, yeah. We missed you last week when uh, Abel was on. I know, I'm before. sorry, but it was a big event, so I couldn't oh, miss I out. Yeah, totally, T- very important. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I've been stuck in not jungle, flying between the there. jungle. Yep, and flying between there and the shipyard. Finally uh, knocked out whatever Trinac C chart I needed from the, the shipyard, so now I guess it's wait for the 1% chance missions to get a, let's see, I think there's a pet, there's a mount... And there's a black market auctioneer for your garrison that you can get as a random shipyard mission. So I'm just kind of waiting for those to appear. But I've done all the Pathfinder stuff, and I'm set and ready for flying whenever they decide to release that. So, And it wasn't, It honestly, you know, they said it was not going to be a grind, and it really wasn't a grind. I think um, I had eight of the medallions drop, and with the black... Um, Dark Moon Fair buff, which buffs your rep if you ride the carousel or have the hat, and the trading post, the level three trading post. Um, I was getting a ton of rep from those, so that helped. But yeah, just hanging out and hanging out in game and um, raiding. But I think I'll let McCullough tell us about raiding. What we raid? All right. Um, so Furt is having a lot of fun right now. We're actually doing LFRs on Thursday. Um, Hellfire? Is that where we are? Yeah, Hellfire Citadel. Thank you. Had to double check. Um, which has actually been a blast. Um, because we're doing LFR, so there's not that much pressure. Um, but of course, being AIE, even with it being an LFR, we can pretty much dominate that whole thing and just make it an all-guild run. So that was a blast. Um, what are we at? Three, four bosses down? Three, the first wing. The first, the first wing down. Like yeah. yeah. But we also go up and do Kazakh and then go do Rukmar as well. Right. Been a good time. Um, and then Thursday night... I'm trying... Oh, no. Sunday nights. I'm trying to remember what we do on Sunday nights. Wow. We're going back to Black Rock Foundry. Right. Getting up some gear for folks, having a good time. I think we're actually going to start attacking um, Hellfire fairly soon, though, as a, ra- in the, as a regular raid. Yep. So that's about it. Um, I actually played today for fun. No. I did. About two hours. That never happens. I know. It was amazing. I'm like, we don't have a lot of news. I think I'm actually going to take a break before writing show notes and play the game. So that's about it with me. Um... So we're going to go ahead and dig into the Eve in just a few minutes with our illustrious guests. But first, let's go ahead and cover this week's news. AIE News. Yay, I got it on the first try. All right. In our community section, we need your Guildy of the Month nominations. Since the officers can't be everywhere and see everything that everyone does... Or so you think. Jedi needs your your 
folks help yes you aive to give him some nominations there's an ongoing post in the community section of the forums you can also pm him as well or send him an email to gotm at aie-guild.org and speaking of the guildy of the month congrats to our winners from july caitlin and tanaria from final fantasy 14 caitlin and tanaria are married in real life and in game they're both super helpful people to help everyone get to know our awesome guildmates better jedi has conducted a short interview with them available on the guild website aie-guild.org and we'll have links to both those in our show notes yay cat and jen that's yay. awesome and in just under three weeks, the celebration of all things Frog Pants will be occurring at the Snowbird Ski Resort in beautiful Salt Lake City, U- near beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Get more information at nerdtacular.com, including scheduled events, a list of guests, and a link for the last few remaining tickets. Yes, there are a few tickets, very few remaining. <laughs> but no hotel rooms. Nope. <laughs> also, take a look on the Frog Pants forums. There's a whole section dedicated to Nerdtacular, including people looking to coordinate travel. And there's a meetup for the event on our meetup site. And if you can't go and you want to hang out with local guildies, use the meetup site to plan any real-life guild events. The site is meetup.com slash Aaliyah underscore Iacta underscore Est. Sorry, it was completely underlined. (laughs) Yeah, it was. All right. So the Summer of Love, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is coming. We are looking to have the schedule for our annual Summer of Love soon. Though, due to a scheduling conflict with the tail end of Nerdtacular, we will be pushing these back by a week. But don't worry, a coop, a wedding, and shenanigans are all being planned. And, of course, the very important Remembrance Day. And, even though San Diego Comic-Con didn't give the fans what they were dying for, hello, trailer, (laughs) there was a fair bit of WoW movie news, including posters featuring both Duratan and Lothar. Wowhead and the Nerdist both have good wrap-ups of the panel, plus there's been a promise of a real preview in November, probably at BlizzCon. And every report from San Diego Comic-Con has said that the footage was amazing. Me, I'm not holding my breath, because if you have it under this tight of wraps, it's not bound to be that great. I don't know. Or maybe they're just really, really secretive. Eh. Anyway, well, and not related to uh, SWOTOR directly, but additional amazing news from San Diego Comic-Con. There was a three-minute episode seven behind-the-scenes reel that was shown in San Diego. Put, quickly put up on the uh, on YouTube's on your tube. Wow, nice. It um may have brought a few adults to tears. Seriously, if you haven't seen it, go watch it now. And then when you're done, go play SOTOR. Um, and if you're in SOTOR and want the uh, Want the Cantina Speeder? Well, some of our generous guildmates have been kind enough to share extra codes on the forums. Also, uh, this week on the uh, Sotor Escape podcast number 98, um, AIE Sima, Max the Gray, and Astromac EPC 98. I didn't realize they did that, hey. Uh, talk about the official and unofficial community resources available to Sotor outside the game podcasts, websites, videos, blogs, streams, etc. They talk about their favorites in each category and where you can go for more. They also cover other game news for the week in in SOTOR in general and specifically in our guild. Also, huge congrats to our friends over at the Escape Podcast as they near their 100th episode. 
And the secret world retracted. Oh, okay, fine. We actually have information. The Secret World is currently celebrating their third anniversary through July 15th. The Guardians of Gaia will once again be looming over the landscape, perilous in their march. Gather up your new friends and defeat these invading monstrosities. They also have some really awesome new goodies featuring true hippie style, including a new outfit, a lava lamp, and a motorcycle design. Links are in the show notes. There's a... um, And there's also a link to uh, the June development update with uh, Caesar, S-E-Z-E-R, available in the forums as well. Woohoo! All right, so the folks at Final Fantasy are well on their way for the components needed for the workshop console panel. Materials to make the components or components for future purchase phases and item pieces are being stored on tab two of the FC chest, which is the guild bank. They are currently working on the items needed for the invincible airship airship, and its riggings. So Yay. head on over the forums, check out the progress. It's being updated quite often. Awesome. And with that, Lank, Hoots, you want to tell us what's going on in, with AIE and EVE? I swear I didn't do it. It's all it's all who's fault. Of course, <laughs> of course. You, you know, let's 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 back up a little bit, and we'll talk about what's happening on the fourteenth. Um, there is this thing that the player base has kind of colloquially called Fozzy Sob, um, and that's a real good name. I really like it. Um, and, and yes, it is after Fozzie Bear, but specifically it's after uh, one of the developers at the company has named himself CCP Fozzie. And he's kind of the public face of this new system. And it is specifically regarding the parts of space that are owned by players. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a really important, and it really, whenever you hear about a news story that hits Forbes or the BBC about EVE Online, it probably has something to do with the people that live in player-owned space. Uh, so mm-hmm. these mechanics and these changes are going to, in some ways, radically overhaul how you take and capture that space. And I have an info dump of links in the show notes if you want to read, but basically the short summary, the really short summary, um, you don't necessarily need a massive fleet to grind through millions and millions of structures of hit points in order Mm -hmm. to take systems. You can now theoretically do it with a smaller force that just can hold and win the field. Um, that's that's it in a very bird's-eye view nutshell. Um, I have a handy flowchart uh, for the steps that are required to take uh, space in EVE now, and it's a lot of people are, I don't know if I would say excited, Lank. What would you say? Um, seeing that this is a seeing that this is a family friendly show, I would have to say right. is, <laughs> they 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 are they are grasping both hands, getting both hands, grasping both sides of their posterior, and hoping for the best, because man, the the opportunity for chaos, ridiculousness, ridiculousness, and all around just the drama, is there. It's like it, it it's like sitting on top of a barrel full of like gunpowder. 
and you're sitting there lighting a cigarette. And, and it's just <laughs> like, you don't, 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 don't do it. It's like watching a bad Buster Keaton film. It's like, don't, 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 don't. Oh, my God. Oh, and then it's just going to go all blow up. And, and we're sitting there kind of like wringing our hands and just kind of been, we've been, we've been uh, working overtime creating popcorn as we're going to sit there oh, and, just, and yeah. like just nibble away at it. Because, well, we first of all, we ran out of popcorn from the earlier dramas, but this one is just like, this one's going to be on an epic scale. I mean, it's fantastic. So to be clear, the large organizations in EVE have been preparing for this for months now. For literally months. Um, yeah. You have Goon Swarm in the North, which has rebranded themselves as an organization called the Imperium. Um, they've, they've, they've consolidated into basically a fortress in the north, um, which is, uh, if you look at a map of Eve, there are cardinal directions of like a 2D representation. Um, it's, it's not that complicated, but yes, there's no direction in space, but whatever. Yeah. In yeah, the north. Because- yeah, um, because Space North. North, yeah, Space North. Right. right. So Space North. Um, and, like, groups have risen and fallen just in the two-month lead-up. I know. To, to this. Like, like yeah. one of the other big, big uh, superpowers um, uh, in the game, was it uh, Nully or N3? Just, well, just, the N3 coalition, they just yeah. evaporated. Yeah, they just, they just, gone. just, they were there one day, one of the most richest, most powerful groups in the game, and next day it's like, oh, see you, bye, later, just, just evaporate. Oh, wow. And it's just yeah. like, it, it's akin to like walking into like Rome and finding a giant crater there. It's like, what happened? What, what happened? So it was Mount, it was Mount, it was um Mount Vesuvius blowing up. Basically. Pretty much. It, it's just like. And, well, and, and just, you wonder where all that stuff went. That's the well, that's going to be the fun part is because you know all that all the the parts and all the stuff went somewhere where there is a vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum, and we will somewhat one some way or another fill it and fill it hard, man. Because it's it's it is a truly interesting uh, th- place right now when you have so many smaller and medium-sized entities that used to be basically living under the shadow of these g- giant like monolithic entities and just, just these hegemons and all of a sudden they're coming out of the woodwork and it's like you can't you know as soon as you beat one down there's five more to take over its place one of the uh, the giant monoliths decided hey we don't even want anything to do with sovereign space anymore we're just going to live on the edges of sovereign space space specific, uh, specifically pandemic legion um, yeah. and they adopted this policy uh, long before uh, these announcements were made and and they're in a position of we're just going to sit on the outside of sovereign space and we're going to make life miserable for anyone who lives in in player owned space because of these changes and you, you insulted my girlfriend i think it will blow up your station because yeah. i can it's it it really is these changes this is the sort of change in eve that shakes things up and and it's gonna get real good. Really oh good. yeah, because this is actually leading up to this is a kind of like the the next phase of a multi-part phase. This is like like we're like right in about like the last third, uh, we're entering entering the last third, and which leads up to like building of all new like player-owned like like stations and like 
you know, and other and other structures, there's things that they're discussing about putting in like observatories for you to go ahead and catch observe the space. Yeah. Observe the space. Find you know find uh, find find spies. true space north. Hey, even better. Like, and this is this is not announced as to when this is going to happen. But but someday, allegedly, there is supposed to be propaganda, like information booths. You can yes, build. We're, yeah, we were gonna, we're going to have space graffiti all over the place. Right. And oh, I nice. would really like just a structure of like my character's face, like plastered, like like in giant writ and then maybe i don't know like some russian text and propaganda making me look like a terrible dictator i think that would be hilarious um that sort of stuff is what i'm looking forward to that's a little bit further off um but the mayhem that's going to ensue in the next couple of weeks is is going to be really something to behold so pack light and i'm sorry go ahead no, I was just I was just curious because I I can see how this affects all the structures and the the player owned stations and things like that. But how does this affect all the stuff planet side? Uh, planet side, you mean like uh, planetary interaction, which is one of Hoots' specialty? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Basically, it it you that's from what all, I that's all left untouched. Yeah. Um, like and 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 to be clear, Eve is very much a game in space. Um, kind of the things that happens on planets um, and planetary interaction and then whatever the people who play Dust 514 are doing. Although I hear that's coming to the uh, the PS4. I think that announcement was made last week or, or something like that. But all of that is kind of just yeah. a, a very tertiary thing to what is the actual gameplay in EVE, which is literally spaceships in outer space. space. And that's yeah, spaceships. I just didn't know if it opened up. New, you know, like I had this this you know beautiful planet base producing whatever the planets produce to you know what? feed my space station. All of a sudden, wait a minute, why are the colonies revolting? They've taken it over from the ground. And well, they they that is pretty much a mechanic that you can't let's say interact with the NPCs that live on a planet. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they've done is that for the longest time, certain structures could only you put in, in certain port points, points of space. Like, you can only put a station near a planet. You can always put, put a pause at a moon. They've done away with that. So, from what I understand in the, the initial discussion is you'll be able to put whatever these new structures that they're in discussion anywhere in space. Mm-hmm. With that, also means putting in automated defenses. So, you could put pew-pew lasers and rockets and other things there to go ahead and just destroy anyone who might get a little too close to your to your station depending on where you put it. So so there's that. So as for how it affects like the actual planet mechanics, you know, that's more the realm of Dust 514 and soon be quote, you know, quote unquote Legion, which is the the next iteration of the game. So we'll right. probably bring you more information on that as that becomes uh, available. Right. Cool. And of course, and of course it's also ties in with the other game, the other IP that CCP is going to release called uh, Evalkyrie, which is the dogfighting, you know, this is what we wanted to, you know, be like in, in Star Wars, like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter kind of thing, that's right. going to be using the, uh, the, uh, the Oculus Rift, and there's talks about tying all three games somehow together. Oh, wow. So we'll see how that works out. Um, that sounds amazing. Yeah, having actually played one of the alpha beta, uh, alpha alpha releases with the Oculus, and sitting there and looking underneath my chair and looking at my butt and my shoulders, and it's like, oh, wow. 
it's like it's really really pretty and it's and it wasn't even optimized yet so all i have to say guys 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 you heard it here first link looking at his own butt is really really pretty it is it is it's like hey my space butt is fantastic in real life yeah i could go to the gym more but hey in 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 space you didn't make that whole fire steel in space you can have bums of steel got it all right so 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 that's that's kind of the state of the game and and the state of of eve um Mm -hmm. in our little corner of the universe um so so, who have we pissed off recently you know (laughs) i mean everything is on fire i i wasn't (laughs) my fault in space there is no fire last time we talked we were moving back to our ancestral homeland in fountain and and that went really well. I mean, it was fun there for a bit. I think it was a nice kind of breather. And uh, by for everyone. And by what he means really well, everything blew up. Okay. So for <laughs> us, for AIE, Turbo. We just okay, got sat it. Back and it was a real chill time. But for the overall alliance, that's that's a little bit of a different story. Um, there there was. There was a, an, a another large organization that decided to say, "Hi, brave collective, we totally outclass you, and we're going to take all of your stuff." And oh, and there were some lapses in, I guess, what you would say, like the upper channels of of, I guess, some. Um, leadership in brave and it it really led to kind of a mixed message as to how we were doing what we were doing and how we were responding to uh to the aggression and brave has its origins in a subreddit yeah and okay i don't want to talk about reddit but i'm sure a lot of you have read um, like, you know, just a lot about Reddit recently with the recent dismissal of their CEO and the fact that it's just sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. About, it's like a cesspit of humanity sometimes. sometimes. Um, like, a wretched, a wretched hive of scum and, scum and villainy. Got it. All and, right. You know, and Brave, like, for the longest time had attempted this sort of ethos of stay classy, but Unfortunately, there was never really an enforcement mechanism or a will to rein some of the excesses of what I would call free speech in. Um, And you ended up with a really toxic and hostile environment. And over the course of, of kind of the, as that unfolded, and as the various dramas in Brave and, and among their line members ensued, kind of, I got together with the officers, with Lank, with with all the other officers in Eve, and I was like, "So look, Brave appears to be tearing itself apart, like terribly. Um, we have a couple of options, and we went through our options and our list." And we decided that I think, frankly, we can do this better. And as of the 14th, um, we're still members of Brave, but we declared, uh, I think it was on July 2nd, that uh, we're leaving. We're not going to tolerate this nonsense anymore. Yeah, we're not going to put up with the, with the craziness. Right. Because, because we have some experience in, in, in you know, AIE WOW on how difficult it can in steering a community 
particularly right. when it's a video game. So multiply that a hundred times, and the 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 I won't like I don't like to say caustic. I like to say the the rather open nature of Reddit, and add to that. That's very kind of you. I know. Thank you. Uh, Diplomat for the win. Uh, with that, and just the general like amount of stress and work, because running an organization in any game of this size is stressful and hard. But and when you're dealing in a in an organization in Eve that has about 300 times more moving parts and relationships and like other groups trying to destroy you, it becomes a beyond full time job. So burnout is a real problem, uh, particularly if you don't delegate if you don't delegate. Did I mention delegate? Delegate, and, right. <laughs> and also if you have a penchant for firing people that you've trusted to do their job and they're doing their job and you get kind of upset about it because they're doing their job and you get, get rid of them. Enough dirty laundry. Anyway. Um, Anyways. So, so the whole thing has a, sometimes these organizations in a very dramatic fashion spin themselves into oblivion. And it is... A glorious, glorious, messy process. I mean, it's a really, really, really great thing to watch. I mean, especially if you like watching that sort of drama, it's maybe not the best or the most stable thing to be in the middle of. Exactly. It's 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 fun from the outside, but if you're in the middle of it, well, yeah, not a good time because well, stuff's on fire and you're going to get burnt. Well, yes and no, because we were right in the middle of it. Man, we were deep in the middle of it. But the thing is that, again, to our saving grace... We're made up of mature individuals who have a cool head, who are fairly organized, who basically run around saying, hey, my pants are on fire. Here, quickly, give me a bucket of water. So we know how to handle such crises. Other people don't. So as people are running around completely freaked out, we're just sitting there enjoying the show. Right. So, so yeah, we, we decided we're leaving, um, and uh, coincidentally, after we decided to leave, and shortly before I made the announcement, I caught wind that actually the entirety of Brave was done with Fountain and was going to leave anyway. So I was like, oh, I better get this announcement that we're leaving out, like, right now, two days ago. Um, so I released that announcement, and and it's it's gone over really well in the corp. I am, I am pleased and flattered and honored that as many of you decided to come along with us on this this crazy journey as uh that we're about to embark on because oh god like doing this alone and and we won't be doing this alone because you kind of live and die in eve based on the relationships you form but doing this on our own it's a new and scary and exciting and awesome thing and um I, I'm really, really humbled uh, that pretty much, with the exception of maybe a couple of people uh, who very graciously said, hey, I, I just want to try new things, most uh -huh. of the people in AIEU said, yeah, let's let's do this. It's going to be great. Mm. Yeah. The, the general, uh, the, there was a general belief within the corp. It's like, we can do better. Yeah. Uh, we've, got the, we've got the expertise, we've not got the knowledge, and we don't find ourselves in a position that, we, that the um, corporation was when it first founded, where it's like, you know, scared kittens. Now it's like, well, we've become kind of the, um, the wizened Hannibal Lecter of space, for all that's worth. Or, or at least something like that. And to Brave's credit, 
Brave is still, uh, you know, Brave is still around and will probably still be around um, unless more awful things happen. We'll we'll see there. But they've had a change in leadership uh, since we announced our departure. And uh, Nancy Crow, who's kind of their, their the current titular figurehead, he, um, I wish him the best. He's a good guy. And I, I really do think there are still a lot of good people left in Brave. Um, it's just for them, it's going to take a lot of work to fix that community from people on the inside that have internal credibility. Um, and I really do wish them the best, but there's kind of our time there is done. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, again, it just to, to go, go to the show is like, you know, they're, they have their work cut out for them and wish them all the best, but you know, it, it is a game where infiltration and subterfuge and, uh, you know, other shenanigans go on. There's other people who, act, who are actively trying to destroy you. From the inside, right. so you have to be aware of that. So it adds it's that not a, much, it's, yeah. yeah, it adds that extra it's, dimension of the game. Right, it's not a sweet, friendly game. It's a game for grown-ups, and you know, there's multiple levels of intrigue. Yeah, no, it's it's I, I you know, even that's a little. It is a sweet and friendly game, but you got to remember that for every cuddly kitten out there, they get claws and sharp right. pointy teeth. So, Lang, how's your phone then? My phone has exploded on a daily basis for the past two months. We run. Don't, you know, don't. That's dangerous. So, so the running jet joke is that my I charge my phone every night. I get it in the morning at a hundred percent. I get to work. It's down to zero. Right. <laughs> because, because of the slack. Because of Slack and the other communication methods that we go. Because we're actually pretty well well organized and in, in, in the know what's it going on. But it's like we're dealing with situations that need to be acted upon and everyone needs to know pretty quickly. That and the fact that we've recently got ourselves involved in some other extracurricular activities, which Boots can talk about, which has been added a further dimension of entertainment and content that the Corp is not usually not used to, but now is like embraced wholeheartedly. So I, I don't know, Hoots, if you would like to kind of talk a little bit about, like, the diplomatic side and kind of the uh, intelligence game that we sometimes get ourselves involved in. So, so you know, it, it's AIE, we're, to be clear, AIEU, we're just a bunch of simple podcasters and podcast fans. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we don't have any large active intelligence network or agents or, or anything like that at all. Um, no, we, we really don't. Um, that said, there, there is something to say about the relationships that you build in, in EVE. And those relationships, um, they mean something. And they, they create content that wouldn't otherwise, otherwise be created. And I know, Lank, you were particularly interested in kind of furthering um, and kind of teaching about how to forge these relationships, um, uh, I believe, and I don't know if we're ready to announce uh, yet, kind of some of our future plans in that endeavor. I, I think we can in announce that one. So okay. that particular one. So. So there is uh, in the works, uh, Lang Ferris uh, and I, uh, kind of a, a group of people will be spearheading a, uh, a public diplomacy school for individuals oh in the Eve community who are interested in, in the finer arts of diplomacy and metagaming 
in that regard. Uh, we're so now be we got to up... take classes to play this game? You, you, you know what? Totally voluntary. Totally <laughs> voluntary. You don't have to. But if you're interested in learning how to do that thing, uh, I think we have something to offer for you. And, and yeah, more details will be forthcoming on that within the, uh, the upcoming week. What else do we have, Lank? What what else? Uh, I mean, where we are and where we're at and what we're going to do. Well, um, well, first of all, I don't know if we touched about it, but didn't we have a birthday really uh, fairly uh, fairly frequently? Like we, actually coming up. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like a uh, few days. Yeah, uh, like Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. The uh, AIU, this little experiment in one of the most rough and tumble uh, like online communities or any game in po- uh, under under actually current being uh, being offered, is going to turn five years old. Um, my, not a lot of people. Yeah, five. five. I'm this old. No, we're it's this. It's about to start for kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, it's we've already gotten through preschool. I, I don't know, like, how much hair has been pulled out either of our own or our classmates, but um, we we graduated from preschool and we're we're about to head on to kindergarten. We we've oh god, we've actually made it five years, which is the most incredible thing. Okay. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. No, and it's funny because um, when when we look at how AIE has expanded and other games not to get off the Eve track, um, you know, Stig, who was the initial uh, CEO and founder, decided if we're going to try this crazy idea, why not try it in the most cutthroat game available and see how, how right. it goes. And here we are four years later going, what fun can we do today? <laughs> what fun right. Yeah. So it goes to show, you know, it works. So there is that. Uh, let's see. Congrats, um, by the way, it's awesome. I, I blame Hoots. So oh. yeah, that's that's that. Yeah. So just well, running through the game. I, th- I think it really goes to to show you it's not the game or the mechanics of the game; it's the people in the organization in the game. So if the the people are active mm. in the game and in part of the organization, I think that's what makes the game even more fun yeah and it's not even within the organization it's one thing that's really been hard, uh, hard hitting in the way we've been playing lately eve above almost every other game right out there with like wow another game is a social relationship based game right we would not be where we are at right now if it weren't for the relationships that we formed both inside the corp and outside the corp and with some of the largest and more power, most powerful entities in the game um, so you know, the secret is that we are actually really bad at this game. Yes. <laughs> right. But we're able to punch above our weight class because of the relationships that we've formed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. And those and, are within, and again, with, within the corp and outside the corp. Because, the, you know, you, you Eve is not one of those games. Eve is a horrible, horrible single-player game. Unlike WoW, which is actually a great single-player game if you want to play right. it that way. I, I played WoW as a single-player game and was a member of AIE for years without engaging because WoW was a single-player game. But the yeah. moment I started playing Eve, that's when I had to start engaging because it would I would not be playing Eve were it not for the people. Yeah, because uh, right. I think that's like that's like the original EverQuest. You know, you could solo if you were crazy and had infinite amount of hours mm-hmm. but if you didn't have a group in that game to help you do stuff you didn't have any fun in the game and i think it's the same thing with eve you you yeah. could solo you're not going to get anywhere yeah 
it's the um, the we we talk about the game. Uh, you know, there's the issues of Plex and trading like this token for money and such. But the real currency, the real you know, like the real thing that is of real value within the game, is trust. Mm-hmm. You know, 100% top of thing, trust. And can I trust you? Or can I not trust you? And if in it, you know, the game folds out depending on whether they able, you know, people are able to keep their word or not. Can you get things to work or not? It, on top of that, it's also a game of organization. Um, un, unlike a lot of other games where you press button, get bacon, um, you can sit there and toil for days and days, hours if not months, and you create this fantastic, beautiful sandcastle to have it destroyed in an afternoon. And whether you have the emotional resiliency and like you know and the uh, maturity to just pick yourself up again and do it all over again, because you know anyone you know people will say oftentimes think I am invincible, I am I am nigh invulnerable, and they have found their organization completely implode from the inside or outside. You know, it's you constantly have to be keeping an eye out, constant need for kind of like. Like situational awareness, what's going on, what's what's happening? It's never ever static. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, so um, let's see, what are some of the other issues or things that we're talking about? So, you know, we all talk, we all talk about the podcast because yes, we now you know we we run a regular pop a popular qualified right. popular uh, Eve podcast. But um, with that, and again into some of the contact content and some of the things that the, the corp is doing and we do with the support of the court members um we got involved in space politics um right yeah, eve, that's right go politics. figure space politics best politics and um eve is one of these weird games that actually has a player voted on board of representatives if you want to call mm-hmm. it for lack of a better term and um for the second year in a row uh we have provided an outlet for these candidates to interview and present themselves to the player base. And that has been, uh, was a success last year. It was a a success this year that has actually led off to us spinning off another show that is just all about space politics. So we have become professional e political pundits, if you can believe that. So that's getting all the ball ball rolling. And again, it's all based on forging those relationships, getting people to talk to us and discussing some sometimes dicey discussions because space nerds are serious nerds. So, so just to give you an idea of what is available for a player who's willing to come and check us out and, you know, you might be brand new, but we happily take you under a wing and show you, this is what we do. Don't you Mm want to try it? Yep. So, um, any question, comments, concerns? Mention of how gorgeous no, well, my hair looks? <laughs> your hair does look gorgeous. And at the end of the show, we'll go ahead and make sure that you give us all those, um, the length of the podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. So, that other than that, uh, there, is, there are kind of, I guess, two other things. Um, right? Speaking of people and speaking of of, I guess you would say, relationships. Um, Eve meetups, uh, because of that very reason, are really super important. And they're just, like, a lot of fun because it's just Eve nerds getting together and talking about internet spaceships and being hopefully not ridiculous about it. But um, there is a monthly Madison meetup. Uh, It is now the first Thursday 
uh, of every month, and the August one, if I can do math right or if I can quickly pull up the correct calendar, is going to be on August the 7th. Uh, no, that's a Friday, August the 6th, and I, I, I along with uh, kind of other members of the, uh, the EVE community, if you're in the Midwest, uh, will be there. So by all means, check it out. And Lank, you, uh, you have a Pasadena meetup on a pretty yes. regular yeah, we, we, we've started founding a regular EVE Los Angeles meetup based out of Pasadena on the second Sunday of every month, which would be, I believe, August 8th. Um, the second Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Yes, the And um, it's starting to, to pick up. We actually had a, 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 in a space famous portion join us yesterday, a fellow by the name of Max Singularity, who um, one of the great things about Eve is that the lore isn't stagnant. The players affect the lore. And this particular player, who is known as the Amarian Space Pope, uh, has actually threatened one of the leading uh, emperors, who's an MP NPC in, uh, in, in a game, and has actually affected the game to the point where there's now an open rebellion being held, headed by him, and it's affecting the game. So he was able to join us there, and that was great. Oh, so, very cool. Did, did he kiss the ring? I totally kissed the ring. Very good. He has, he, has, he, has, he has a ring. So, so just to give you an idea, it's like some of the most, you know, most um, powerful space famous like, tyrants in the game have been found and caught on bended knee kissing the ring. Uh, and yes, you know, this has completely affected how the games actually panned out in, you know, in, in, a, in a way that usually players aren't used to seeing. And on top of that... Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, question for you with these type of meetups, because EVE itself can be kind of a more um, anta antagonistic game. Do you see any of that bleed in real life, or is it more just in Very fun? rarely. Very rarely. Oh, okay. I've, yes. I've sat there and shared beers with people who had myrtleized my face time and time and time again. You you really don't see that sort of animosity when you get into real life meetups, and yeah. and that's that's one of the really I guess I would say redeeming and and really warming things about Eve culture is when when you're when you're at a meetup and FanFest, uh, the kind of the yearly developer uh, shindig every year. There is a strong culture of when you are when you are meeting with someone, it is it is kind of a moment of camaraderie. And, and kind of celebration for the game, um, and the the community's real good, and and in kind of the rare instances where you do hear about animosity, there's pretty much universal condemnation uh, from the entire community um, about that sort of thing. I can remember some yeah, acts there, of vandalism. Last yeah, year. there. Yeah, there's been like one. Yeah, there was one act of vandalism. Vandalism. Right. It was basically openly and openly dealt with, and the the individuals in um you know, who were behind it were called out, and a, a swift. Right. And judicious punishment was was handed out. So that's good. So. I mean, because I know, you know it's one thing. You know, we certainly, you know, people who play WoW will joke with our friends. You know, Horde versus Alliance yeah. till day, You know, every yeah. day. But I like the fact that in when you do these real meetup, real life meetups, much like in that space, it yeah. is yeah. taking it out of the game, and you're all you're all there to play. That's cool. Now, with that said, uh, when certain players do show up at these meetups with some like notoriety, there is a very, very palpable aura, and people right. will react and they're like, "Oh God, the Matani's here!" Oh. Right. Oh no, Sion Kumitomo's here. 
hide your women and children. DNS Black is here. Quick, hide your beer. It, you know, it, it, it's like, so the, so the reputations, you know, are larger than life. But again, it's all content. And right. Hoots is talking and not saying anything. And I'm probably. muted. No, but that's Elo Knight, hide your beer, because he will <laughs> apparently steal it from your, your meetup. Um, oh, that's a funny story. Um, we're, yeah. we're, we're one of the the meetups that's coming up, which is the, one of the big granddaddies here is eVegas, which is in, over on October 23rd. <laughs> and one of the leaders of one of the more nefarious group, Black Legion, uh, was partying a little hard on one of the nights and kind of walked away with someone's entire like scotch collection. So now there is a running gag of like you know hide your women and children and make sure your booze is is, is in a is a in a log container whenever he shows up. Right. Oh, yeah. Very cool. When you have a smaller game like Eve, and when everyone is on a single server too, uh, your name gets out there. And if you're not careful, you can you can kind of sully that single name, and you can't oh, play yeah. on a different server. I, I, yeah. I when it. you are the only Link Theris out there, and you become infamous, it may not be a good thing. No, my in my a game fa- like Eve. definitely. Yeah, my favorite is whenever like I mentioned Hoot's name to one particular person. His name is Kigali, and he goes, "Oh, that's Ooh. right." He terrifies me. <laughs> he scares me. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and this was, like, again, again uh, he, Hoots was interviewing him for the, um, for the big election earlier in the year. And uh, I actually talked to him a little bit in prior preparation. And this man was hyperventilating because it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like, yeah, relax. He's really nice. Just don't mess up. Oh, funny. <laughs> and it, what happens? He'll eat you alive. <laughs> so it was great. But um, a, a little bit, of, you know, we mentioned about E Vegas. Um, um, that's going to be held at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino on October 23rd and 25th. A lot of AIEs actually, or well, AIU is going to be there. And I heard a particular like loudmouth guy named Lang Ferris is actually one of, going to be one of the guest speakers there. So yeah, I'm 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 sucker wherever yeah i awesome. I, I will, we know this yeah i'll be up there uh talking and having some icelandic guy who's very short tapping his watch going shut up shut up move it on right so i think that is it in a nutshell unless you have some other nefarious ployer d to do hoots after the show one hour after the show if you're listening live, um, there will be a state of the corporation where I go down in depth for kind of the people who are really interested in Eve and talk about some mechanics about where we are as a state of the corporation. That is at 9 p.m. Central Time tonight. If you're listening on the recording, there will be a recording of that state of the coalition or corporation rather that I'll have up on a SoundCloud or maybe on the council. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, because we totally have press junkets. We totally. That's have perfect. Press. That's awesome. I would expect nothing left from our friends in AAEU. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys very much. This has so been, much. This has been awesome. I very space cool. educational. Very Exceptionally. Mm-hmm. Space educational? Space yep. educational. All right. And spolitics. Spolitics, yeah. Spolitics. All right. All right. Well, looking at last week's question of the week, we had asked... Final Fantasy XIV, Heavensward. Awesome expansion or awesomest expansion? And apparently everyone's too busy playing to respond to the tweet. So I didn't even see the tweet, and I follow all of you guys. So, so yeah. What would Crazy you have answered, Aludra, had you been able, had you noticed it? 
Yeah, had I seen it, had it not been family summer togetherness over in the Aludra household, um, let's see, it is probably Awesome Mist Expansion. Yeah, that's saying something, because the three new classes are crazy fun, and the music, and the zones, and my friend has a griffin, and it makes the wow griffins look really shabby, like crazy shabby in comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, that's where all my free time's going, and I have almost $3 million in that game, so. Sweet. Yeah, I know. I wish I could make money in the... Anywhere else, the way I can make it over in that game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so our new question of the week, which we expect answers to, and yes, that includes me, is where do you get your AIE news slash updates? Is it the website? Is it the podcast? Is it the Twitter? Is it the forums? Or does your aunt call you every month and let you know what we're up to? Any way you got it, please let us know. Explain it if you have to. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for our show. Um, While the very large chat room, by the way, guys, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. AU came out in full force as long as our normal shenanigans. So thanks so much. As as you guys start suggesting titles, um, I want to thank Lankenhoot so much for joining us. So where can we find you guys when you're not blowing up stuff in space and doing space politics and etiquette and not etiquette um education and all that i'm just kind of around but really you can find (laughs) me at aie hoots on twitter that's probably the the most public and easiest way to uh get a hold of me how about you link at as the space jerk tag says there there at Mm -hmm. like there is on the twitters you can find me on the forums of course for uh the uh, aie uh, community uh so yes i'm usually around uh on Jabber once in a while because Jabber is Jabber. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm around. You get to hear my voice everywhere because I, I, I talk a lot. Cool. And what are our um, Eve podcasts? So we have them here as well. So so we've expanded, actually. So we have the Capstable podcast, which is the primary podcast, Prime. We actually launched a French-language variant of the show, Capstable really? FR, in Francais. It is in French, so don't oh my gosh. expecting to like understand it if you don't speak French. It's a great right. podcast. Uh, the host that we have does a fantastic job. Um, a shout out to Bach. He, he does like an incredible job with it. Um, and then there is also, kind of spearheaded by yourself, Wanktheris, the political podcast that's released usually on a monthly basis, CSM Watch. Which is a awesome. wonderful, wonderful joke, and actually a bit of an in joke because when we were interviewing one of the candidates a couple of years ago, he stated, "You know, who watches the Watchers?" And there was a, you know, there was a general con- con- right. concern of like, there is no, no seemed to over- oversight. And I was joking around, goes, "Who watches the Watchers?" I guess we do. So, so we, we, we ran over there. And also, the domain was available, and I totally immediately. And and, Perfect. and and I was it was mentioned to him. I should have never given you that idea. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks, guys, so much. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. You know what? (laughs) I was just. I was trying to trying to grab the AIU um, podcast. 
Twitter handle and missed. So if you have a question or a comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Aludra is at Aludra underscore AIE. Makala is at Cyberwave. And Tatsemi is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website at theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. Yes, because you need to. And now it is time to play all the great AIE member segments we received this week, including Ask Miss Mulgrew, Overly Dramatic News, and Mega Minute. All right, and in two weeks, we'll be talking to Max and Sotor. So until then, AIE, this is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And this is Aludra. <laughs> and this has been the AIE Podcast. Songbird forces Blizzard to allow adventurers to fly. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. Big corporations are prone to believe they are immune to pressure regarding their decision-making process, but sometimes events prove them wrong. One such example occurred not long ago when singer-superstar Taylor Swift shamed Apple into paying royalties to artists during the first three months' trial period of Apple Music. This rapid change in policy got ODM thinking about another recent corporate about-face, and we sent our crack undercover investigative team into action. We can now report that our hunch was right. Our team uncovered a secret trove of emails between Taylor and Blizzard. It turns out that she kills the long hours in hotels on the road playing a blood elf priestess, and she was not happy that she would be unable to fly in Draenor. It also appears that she is in negotiations to sing the theme song for the upcoming Warcraft movie and threaten to pull out of the deal unless Blizzard reverse course and open the skies. We asked Blizzard to comment on the matter, and they, of course, denied it. But curiously, they refused comment on our discovery in the 6.2 patch code that the slowest form of flying was to be removed from the game, so that by default, everyone would take to the air with Swift Flying. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Thrunka, and welcome to Ask Miss Mulgra, your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is, is the Tannen jungle really the ultimate paradise vacation getaway as advertised in all the glossy brochures? Cruising through the Tanan jungle with a nice cool drink and your favorite axe is a welcome break from the normal day-to-day grind of catching the Alliance in a trap and scaring them out of their wits before you put them on the run back to their mamas. Just be aware that even on vacation you must keep up your fitness. And there are bloodfang ravagers and fell blood orcs and more who will provide you with a great workout while you enjoy yourself. But I must warn you to be careful. Do not mistake Fangrilla, a place where you will find lots of fangs pointed in your direction, for Shangrilla, 
the mythical utopia located in the mountains with lots of monks and easy listening music. If you want one of those mystical monkey spiritual vacations, I suggest you go back to Pandaria and try the gold proving grounds at the Temple of the White Tiger. I am Miss Mulder, and that is my advice. Akamagosh! Follow at Miss Mulgra on Twitter, or listen to previous episodes at MissMulgra.com. Welcome back to another Mega Minute with Mega Code and Mini Chaos and all its holy paladin. This week I give a brief rundown on the Hellfire Assault Encounter from the Hellfire Citadel Raid. We use two tanks, four healers, and a mix of ranged and melee DPS. This is a single phase fight where your job is to take down a mini boss, protect two cannons, while dealing with a few waves of adds and vehicles that attack the raid and cannons. On this fight, I primarily tried to focus on the tanks while spot healing the raid via Holy Shock, Holy Light, and Infusion of Light Flash of Lights. As always, I beacon both tanks and keep Eternal Flames ticking away on them. Because of all the movement on this fight, Holy Prism came in real handy, and don't forget to make good use of your hand spells. Hand of Sacrifice for the tanks getting slammed and incinerate. Hand of Protection for mitigating the physical damage from Siege Master Martak's Howling Axe ability. Now quite a few of the abilities that you'll encounter can be interrupted, so I'll go over those us healers who have to contend and heal through. Helling Axe is an ability Martok will throw out onto random players causing initial damage from being struck followed by some splash damage to anyone within 8 yards from that player. Like I mentioned earlier, our hand spells come in handy for mitigating some of its damage. Martok also does a cone attack often that is indicated by a visual on the ground. Simply sidestep this. Conducted Shock Pulse is an ability cast by the contracted engineers which randomly affects a certain amount of players causing some minor nature damage as well as stunning players. So be prepared to use your dispels. Fellfire Volley is cast from the gore-bound Fellcasters causing raid-wide fire damage. Not too difficult to deal with unless the Fellcaster has been transformed into its terror state which intensifies its damage done. So when it's in that state, be prepared to use raid-wide cooldowns like Diva Aura. Now throughout the fight, we'll also be dealing with siege vehicles which will cause damage to the raid and cannon. For the most part, just stay out of their pathway thus avoiding any frontal cone damage and move out of their AoE fire damage attacks by paying attention to their visuals on the ground. This being our first boss encounter for tier 18, I found it to be fun and a decent enough challenge to allow us to use everything in our toolbox. So I hope this helps out and good luck. If you're on Twitter, come follow me at FFPMark with a C or check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com. Trade Prince opens mouth, completely consumes foot. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The next election for War Chief isn't for another two expansions, but some candidates couldn't resist getting an early start. One unexpected entry is Trade Prince Gallywix, who threw his distinctive top hat into the ring last week. In that short time, he has already made multiple controversial statements to the press, including a real doozy in which he accused all the goblins that escaped from his plan to sell them into slavery of being illegal immigrants. But while the new horde is certainly more welcome to free speech than it was under Garage Hellscream, Gallywix is rapidly learning that freedom of speech does not equal freedom from criticism or consequences. The Azeroth Professional Golf Association cancelled an upcoming tournament at the Pleasure Palace. Leading newspaper The Horde Times has refused all advertising from Kajakola and Galmart. 
Another sanction targets the trade prince's favorite hobby. It's a little-known fact that he is an expert bridge player, known for his aggressive bidding style. So desperate is the Azeroth Contract Bridge League to disassociate themselves from the prince's toxic views that they have abandoned the game altogether and reverted to a trick-taking game that does not have any bidding at all. So henceforth, the ACBL card games will all be no trump. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.